So let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful vase. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Esteli. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try it. Nica Rustica Dove, from our house to yours. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Hey, Randall. Good evening, evening. Eric, Eric and Cigar, Cigar Dojo, Dojo community. community. Welcome, Welcome back, back to Flavor, Flavor Odyssey. Odyssey. It's, it's Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. We got, we got no, no Robbie, Robbie, which I'm still, still trying, trying to figure, to figure out. out. But, but, but you, you got your, your two <laughs> favorites of, of the hosting, hosting like, like committee, committee, if you will. You, 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 you got, got me, me Randy, Randy Griggs. Griggs. You're where, echoey, where, Randy. Why, why is Randy always echoey? We don't know why Randy is echoey. He must be in a well. Where is the uh, where's the little puppy dog when you need him when you... He finds him in a well. But guys, tonight on Flavor Odyssey, we will be doing some FSG, some Florida sun-grown tobacco. So hopefully uh, you had a chance to uh, either snag the FSG or in my case, check this out, guys. I have the 20-acre farm right there. Look at that beast. Look at that beast of a cigar. I, too, have the 20-acre farm. You also have the 20-acre farm. But not as good of a focus as you. Scotty, you've got the regular. I've got the FSG. I feel like I might be, you know, the standout tonight. Yeah, I think you you could be. But we'll see uh, We'll see how many of the uh, audience members were able to pick up a an FSG of some sort. Now, here's the cool thing about Florida sun-grown tobacco, and I'm sure Randy will talk about it more when he gets back on. This tobacco is grown right in Florida, very close to uh, Orlando, the Orlando area. Uh, Jeff Borschwitz, our good buddy Jeff Borschwitz, started a farm in Florida. And uh, Who does that? Who he starts up a farm? Crazy enough. You know, the only problem with this cigar is when you take off yeah. the cedar, you can't... Take yeah. off just the cedar. The yeah, it's a little, it's a little rough as well. Jordan, this is a cigar um, that I did not like. I'm just going to say it right out in front of everybody. I did not like this cigar when it first came out. But then I didn't like green eggs and ham. But then over time, 
it uh, it grew on me, and I uh, ended up becoming a big fan of this particular cigar. I'll be curious if uh, folks watching, um, if anybody has the Twenty Acre Farm version of Florida Sun Grown Tobacco, what they thought of this particular cigar. Here comes Randall. Let's see how he is. Randy's back. You, Randy, you there? Good, Good evening. evening. How do how I do sound, I sound now? now? How does he sound now? We're going to well, find well, audience. We're fixing <laughs> yeah, it yeah, behind yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All, All I can, I can say, say is, is nothing, nothing has changed, changed in Lot B, B and virtually, virtually everything, everything has been, been upgraded, upgraded at Dojo Studios. And right. I'm solely no, blaming, blaming George. I would, I would <laughs> say that there's a 99% chance you're right. Uh, but Randy, we're gonna plug. We're gonna forge along while Jordan Absolutely. tries to work on some of that, and we'll see if we can figure any of that out. Um, Sounds great. I was talking, uh, Randy, uh, yep, while yep. you were away, that uh, we're doing the um, Twenty Acre Farm version mm-hmm. cigar. We'll be pairing with that, whereas you have the the regular FSG. And um, the the cool thing that we were we were mentioning while you were off was. The, the idea that that Jeff had the cojones to grow tobacco in Florida. Now, that used to be done a long time ago, but um, uh, just recently he started doing it again, which is really, really cool that we, we're, we're growing premium tobacco in Florida again. And tonight we're going to be pairing it with a, a cocktail. That Our cocktails are very similar, I think, Randy. Um, okay. Tell the folks what you are going to be pairing tonight. So I am pairing the Drew Estate FSG with a Jane Russell cocktail. Uh, Jane Russell cocktail. Jane Russell. Jane Russell. You're not Mm. really that old, are you? She was an actress in the 40s. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It is a a variation on Manhattan. Uh, This was created by a gentleman... Uh, named Brian Miller, a veteran New York bartender <gasps> who actually bartended at uh, Death and Co., which is a, oh, a bar yeah. we've, we've we've all yeah. talked about um, our affinity for. Um, and so he uses uh, uh, two different rye whiskeys um, plus sweet vermouth, hence the you know the kind of the Manhattan base. But right. then he adds Benedictine, Grand mm-hmm. Marnier, and chocolate bitters. Oh. Uh, for for a little bit of depth, talks a little bit about uh, you know he uses a high uh, a high proof <laughs> and a uh, and a standard rye, um, arguing that the the cast proof gives a little bit more cinnamon, a little bit more depth, and then you get a little bit more sweetness from the more standard uh, proof uh, version, and so he really makes an argument for for the two different ones. So. Um, the recipe on liquor.com that I uh, pointed everyone to in my live yesterday, they call for Russell's Reserve Rye and Rittenhouse Rye. Now, I wasn't going to go buy two new bottles of rye since I have several here at the house. So what I did sure. was I replaced the Russell's Reserve, which is the, the cask strength, with my Peerless Rye that we've been talking about. And then I used my my good old standard favorite, the Michter's Rye, uh, as a replacement for the Rittenhouse Um and then after that, though, I followed it to, to the T. Again, uh, Eric had mentioned, you know, uh, we all love that Vucre 
cocktail that we did a yeah. few weeks back. Um, but we did have to ask everyone to go buy a $30 bottle of Benedictine if it wasn't something that was already in your bar. So I actually started looking at some recipes that called for Benedictine to give people a chance to use it as we continue to pair along together here on Flavor Odyssey. Um, so I was super excited to have that opportunity. We actually, in a previous season, asked people to go get the chocolate bitters too. So I was thinking, uh, I know a couple of our of our tried and true followers uh, must have that laying around as well. So um, hopefully you already said it, but I'm going to go ahead and, because it bears repeating, like the show, share the show, yes. subscribe to the channel. Do all uh, those things. Do all those things. Engage, comment. Uh, Jordan's going to be hunting down your pairings. So if you got yourself either an FSG or a 20 acre uh, farm tonight, please share your pairings um, as we go. Let us know what you guys are pairing with. So I'm with the Jane Russell. What are you guys pairing with back there at Dojo headquarters, Eric? So we're doing the oldest cocktail in the world. The cocktail that started all the cocktails of all time. We're doing a uh, the cocktail heard, heard around the world. Uh, Sazerac. Um, there you go. Look at that. Oh, how quickly focused. that thing focused. Jordan, you want to <laughs> tell folks how you whip up a Sazerac? Well, we did. Uh, we did ours with cognac. I think traditionally is no cognac. I don't know. That's this is the liquor.com recipe, which we usually do on the show. Um, so it's usually like you you rinse your glass in absinthe. Just pour enough in there to where you can just swirl it around all the edges, basically pour out all the excess, uh, and then all the rest of the ingredients are the simple syrup. You got uh, this one has uh, Angostura and Pichad's bitters, uh, and then we go with the rye. Usually, traditionally, you go with the Sazerac rye, but we don't have the Sazerac rye, so we went with the um, new new riff. We did the new riff rye, okay, um, which is pretty dang tasty. And then uh, in this version of the recipe, we added cognac, uh, stir it all up, your, your, your drink with the absinthe chilling in the freezer, no ice. You, stir, you, get, you get this thing stirred up with the ice, then you strain it over into the chilled absinthe rinsed glass. You uh, garnish with a lemon twist. You're good to go. Yes, so uh, so we'll be seeing how Randy. If I start hallucinating on the show, uh, it'll be due to the absinthe. Uh, no, there's a very small amount of absinthe in this um, drink, but now it'll be it'll be interesting because last week we did the reverse Manhattan, and this week you're doing a take on the Manhattan, mm -hmm. and then the Sazerac is not dramatic. I mean, it's different, but um, it's kind of in the same ballpark as what you're doing. So uh, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see how it goes with the cigars, which we'll get into in a minute. But, Randy, I got to say, this is a big week for me, a really big week for me. I'm going to tell you why. Because for however – how old am I? 57? So I've, old. I have been no. I have been a fat wallet guy my entire life. Fat Ooh. wallet guy. Like George Costanza Minim style. Like George Costanza style yeah. wallet. It, but I, I, I know Jordan's a minimalist guy. So let's Oh, see. yeah. Today, Randy. I'm trying to get him on today. My team. Ooh, I, with uh, with the Apple AirTag little pocket going, and everything. I'm I'm finally I'm finally switching over. It would have been minimalist, but then you put a big old AirTag on it. <laughs> yeah, and I just say the AirTag is as thick as the dang wallet itself. It doubles the thickness of the wallet. That's how thin this wallet is. Uh, That's I, I had to uh, finally get into you know the th I had to just, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna see how it goes, Randy. I don't know. Like it's tough to. You know, teach what an could old you dog. possibly want to put in that wallet? Like, it's tough well, to I have teach like an old dog new one tricks. credit card and an ID. 
Well, I'll, te- I gotta I'll, have I'll tell like you, six credit cards. I have to have. What are you so, sending uh, that so, you have to have uh, six credit cards? It, 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 <laughs> So it's so it's so funny because I'm more of a uh, I'm more of a traditionalist myself, Eric. I okay. have gone back and forth actually. So I was always a fat wallet guy. I went minimalist, and where I struggle with it is I still like having cash on me. Yeah, I was, me too. I was you can I put was cash ready. in there. It's but it's like putting it in a little coin purse. It becomes this like total nuisance to try and pull cash out. I like being uh. able to. Uh, Open and pull out some cash. My, yeah. my, my wife why, needs a little, little running around money. I can just bop, bop, bop. That's, that's why you go, you, you go with a magic wallet. Uh-huh. One like this where you can. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's falling and apart. everything <laughs> just fell out. He, did, you, he you just, just lost his house key <laughs> and now a, a robber can get into your house. <laughs> you, stick, you stick your money in there, uh-huh. close it, uh-huh. open it the yeah. other way. And it is now just in there. Wow, that's like a magic. That's why it's called a magic wallet. I get it. I remember that that little thing. Yeah. Well, so I didn't mind? know we were gonna we were gonna be expanding our content into uh, <laughs> <laughs> luxury accessories. I mean, why not? Davidoff did it right. Like, like uh, luxury uh, accessory I see reviews. A Dojo are Slim coming. Wallet yes. in the future. Yes. Well, Dojo I, Slim I, Wallet. We've got to I do promise. it. Dope. Since, I, have, since I, I, have fe- I have a feeling, Randy, that like like Bill like Bill CD like William Powers on the dojo. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna guess his wallet is like is like this big, <laughs> and and I, and I respect him for that. Like it's the old school ones that hold the checkbook still yeah. in the wallet. <laughs> yeah, so you get the whole checkbook, yeah. all your I, cash. See, it's see, look at the size I, of a small I, I, purse. I, I bet skinny jeans over here doesn't even have a checkbook. My checkbook stays in my glove compartment. Where do you keep yours, Jordan? Uh, only Sarah has checks. I don't <laughs> believe in them. <laughs> I knew, I knew that would be the thing. Now I feel like I'm like the the regular checkbook, but then Eric has the big leather binder where you open it up and it's like a sheet of them. They're perforated. <laughs> you know, the, the little coupon that stays behind. I haven't written a check in 30 years. Honestly, I've not written it. I'm not. There's so there's certain things like I I don't I don't do I I I try really hard to you know get into like the credit cards where you tap it and stuff like that I mean I I try to be get into that I try to be part of the the modern world but I'm really excited to see how this that and when with the AirTag Randy I can just throw this wallet somewhere like in the yard I can just go find it, I don't, it was matter. this because on that Flavor Odyssey a few weeks ago we were sharing our AirTag stories maybe. Maybe. It's <laughs> hey man, if I can be a, if if my misadventures of losing my shit at golf courses can can prove as a learning tool for everyone to improve their lives, that's what I'm here for. You know, I'm, I'm Randy. I'm get this in just how many days, Randy? How many days, Randy? Twenty two. Twenty two <laughs> days. Randy, and Jordan, and myself are heading to the Perdomo factory in Nicaragua. <laughs> Randy, Randy, what do you ex- now? Here's the thing. Yeah. If you, in case if you guys are watching this, um, I've been on the Perdomo tour and I've spent a lot of time with Nick Perdomo, and he's one of these guys that really, really likes to take stuff seriously, and he doesn't want like people like talking over him or being super loud. And so I'm just wondering how this is going to go with Randy on the trip. Like, is Randy just and Randy and Nick just going to like just have like a. <laughs> Or, or will no. Randy be able to like, contain himself on this trip? <laughs> yeah, I am so excited. So, so let's, I'm so glad you brought this up. So let's talk about this for a minute. Wait yeah. a minute, right? Um, so, <clears throat> you know, we've we got so an many hour, times. Randy. We got an hour. We can talk about whatever we want. 
<laughs> so we, we talked so many so much about the uh, the cigar trips, um, and they 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 range in what their focus is. They range yes. in their accessibility to the public. Yes. Uh, right. Like like some of them are just perfectly open to the public. I'm not sure what um, where Perdomo's at. Obviously, then the last couple of years, you know, rules yeah. have changed. Tours have stopped. Uh, I can tell you guys, uh, for anybody that went down, I don't remember exactly who the group was. We were with a pretty big group last time we went just down to the Perdomo offices in Miami. And that was one of the more educational uh, experiences because to your point, you know, and, and Nick being the head of the company, he sets a company culture. You know, everyone there, I feel like, takes it all pretty seriously. They're all fun loving guys that you'd want to go grab a drink with and just hang out and shoot the shit. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, it's not that they're stuffy, but they take it very seriously. And they, they t- talk about the industry, the way they go about their business, the way they go about their blending, the way they go about their the, the agriculture of the tobacco. I find it fascinating. And Again, some of the trips, and everyone here, even if you haven't met me in person, you can probably pick up. I like to have fun. I like to party. Like, I'm Mr. I like to have party. So, I like those tours, too. But uh, let's be honest. I've been on some of those tours. You know, Kevin and I, uh, how I met Dojo. You know, you guys uh, picked me to win uh, a trip to Camp Camacho, which is the time of a lifetime. Because that's a great blend of education and let's just have a great time. But the level that I've heard, and then we've done an interview with Nick here on this show, and you know he talked a lot uh, about Connecticut with us in season two. Um, he's a really well experienced guy, really knowledgeable guy. I like I like the way he I like the cut of his jib. Let's, yes. let's just call it what it is. And and so I'm super excited about about that side of things. You know, taking it a little bit more seriously, so you won't. You won't have to worry about me. Uh, you know, now I'll probably raise my hand and ask more questions than anyone else in the group. That's uh, good, so, though. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll all be serious questions. You know, it actually remi- no, don't do it. No, not, uh, don't I, say I, that. I, I've, I've actually, you <laughs> know, I've had the, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had the opportunity to host um, some pretty big names in the beer industry, and uh, you know, one time I was uh, Ken. Um, Ken Grossman's handler, who's the owner of Sierra Nevada Brewery. And so I was taking him to a bunch of accounts in San Francisco and he came to um, the distributor general sales meeting and we had all our salespeople there. And this is a, a group of about 50 folks that that represent Sierra Nevada for San Francisco, California. And I kid you not, I was so disappointed. I don't mind saying this at this point. I don't even work for that company anymore. Uh, their questions amounted to... What's your favorite color? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like the questions were so just like irrelevant and not connected to the industry or his brand or was going to help them to be a better representative for his brand in this important market. And, and like, so I'm, I'm asking like, you know, what their innovation team is working on, how they developed hazy little thing, you know, at what point did they realize hazy IPAs were going to be a big part of their, their portfolio and their future. And then, you know, so the next guy's like, so in the big conversation of creamy or crunchy, where do you fall? What's your favorite <laughs> peanut butter? <laughs> you know? and, I'm, and I'm just, I'm just going, this is ridiculous. So, uh, I, I promise I won't embarrass you or Dojo at large. I, I will ask pertinent questions i will be on my best behavior and honestly i'm just thrilled to be on uh and i don't know if there will be public on this they call this the vip tour i don't know if we get a different tour than 
the public gets to sign up for? Do you know any details on that? Well, I don't think the public really gets to sign up for the Perdomo tour, but it's, it's mainly the just, uh, you retailers. know, select retailers yep. of theirs, yep. and then they occasionally will bring down media people. And I'd been be I'd been begging uh, ever since I went on the tour. Me and Coop went on the tour a few years ago, uh, right when COVID hit, and um, the tour was so in depth and so fun. I I kept bug bugging Nick uh, about getting Jordan on the tour. Uh, cause I, I like tobacco too. I knew I knew that it'd be right up his alley because it's just so it's, it's so Randy was sort of alluding to this a minute ago. Um, there's so many different you know tours and stuff you can take, but um, a lot of them are party oriented and like you know drink drinking and having fun, which is great. There's absolutely no, in fact I love those tours. I mean Cigar <laughs> yeah. Safari, uh, the Camacho Camp Camacho, all that is is fun. But then the Perdomo tour is fun too for a different reason. It's just a little bit more focused on learning you know they they sort of expect that you're going to be taking notes and that kind of stuff and so i i begged nick like hey would you, someday could i take jordan on this tour it'd be great and so then he contacted me he's like you you and your son could come this year and then randy was like eric if there's if there's any way that you can talk nick into squeezing me in so you're saying randy invited himself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the most randy thing Wait, i think there is but I, I love literally, it. I literally told Eric because yeah. Nick's got a soft spot for Eric and Jordan because he works with his son, and I think he really respects the fact that Eric was able to create a scenario where he he could work with his son as well. I literally, I'm texting Eric, like, just <laughs> tell him I'm like a second son to you, bro. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually Randy. I'm I'm super jazzed that you're going. I think it's gonna be an amazing time. And the cool thing is, um, a couple cool things is we're gonna stay an extra day in Managua. And uh, there's a little hotel right near the airport called the Camino Real, and it just has this beautiful courtyard. In fact, if, if anybody follows Pedro uh, uh, Gomez from True Estate, he was hanging out there this week uh, in the pool. There's they make really good food. It's super cheap. It's like a hundred bucks a night. It's ridiculous. Um, it's an amazing little place. So I said, hey, let's stay an extra day there. So me and Randy and Jordan are going to oh, hang out. Oh yeah, we're going to hang out an extra day there. And the and the other cool thing, Randy, is that extra day is going to be Jordan's birthday. That's yes, right. So uh, we'll buy him some drinks and hang out. It's going to be, it's going to be an amazing time. This is crazy, Randy. And my winter looks like this: February, Perdomo trip, March, Camp Camacho with a bunch of dojo peoples, and then. April, me and Jordan and the family, we're going to Costa Rica. So I'm going to be in Central America. Do the whole thing. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Three times in a row. It's going to be an amazing time. Randy, I think, you know, I, I know you've been to Camp Camacho. You've done a lot of travel in your life. There is something so charming and fun about Central America, like yeah. uh, assuming you're in the right places. Um, uh, and obviously the folks at Davidoff at Camp Camacho, they they make sure that you go to the right places and the Drew Estate guys make sure you go to the right places and the Perdomo people make sure you – but it's so fun and so charming. So, folks, if you're watching, if you get a chance to do any of these trips, yeah. if you're a cigar lover, like it's it, it's it's a uh, it's a bucket list item, Randy. Yeah. No, I, you know, before I ever got to go on any of the trips, and, and again, it's kind of how I found Cigar Dojo is when you guys were down at Camp Camacho the first time after the, the remodel of the guest house and everything, and then they they gave away, uh, I believe, four of us one trips. Yeah. Um, Kevin and I were able to do it together. I know there's two other. Uh, D. Pittman actually was one of the winners. I forget who the fourth winner was. They went on different Sharon, trips. Sharon, I think, did. Right? 
Um, in, in, in any event, I, I was reading a bunch and there was actually a great cigar snob, uh, article, you know, probably 2017. Now it was, it was five, six years ago. They wrote this article, but they put together an article of how to just go to Esteli without being mm. pre-affiliated with any of these because right. that's uh, interesting. Know, for, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great article. I was, re I, re I was really jazzed on it. Obviously, uh, I didn't at the time have a group of friends that smoked cigars, so I didn't really have a group to like put it together with. Not really something I was going to do, like literally go solo. Uh, you know, I, I do that for spring training and for, for other random stuff here in the States, but a little, little more ner nerve wracking to uh, leave the country all by yourself. Yeah. But, uh, but they put together this, this situation uh, or the, like this, this outline of, of travel so for anyone that isn't super familiar. Uh, Managua is the, the city capital. And what, what is it, Eric? Uh, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes to Esteli. Yeah. It's depending on weather. It's about anywhere between an hour. I think one time Jordan, um, with the Drew estate, I think it was the Drew estate tour. Uh, it took us like three hours to get Oof. from Managua to uh, well, Esteli because it was raining really bad. And I think on top of that, that was the time we like they used to like stop at a restaurant and mm -hmm. get steak, and so it was like yeah, forever, like an all day thing. But yeah, yeah, gotcha. okay, go on, Randy. Yeah, but, it's, but it's yeah, about, so, it's so about once hour you get half. to Esteli, though, so I've never been to Esteli. This will be my first uh, trip down there. But as I understand, once you get to Esteli, I mean, you're talking. You've got you got black label there. You got Padron there. You've got it, everybody. A dozen different well-known manufacturers. Seventy-two. <laughs> Are you kidding? God I bless. think there's seventy-two uh, cigar factories or something like that. Yeah. Holy mackerel! So so you could just go down there for two weeks and just kind of high spot your way around. Yeah. I, I know. Uh, what is it? La Finca is the re is the restaurant by the American guy that does uh, high end gastro food down there. Everyone talks about that restaurant. So I just can't wait. Honestly, this yeah. is this is going to be such an amazing trip. I love that we're going down for Jordan's birthday. We're going to get some some fireworks that would be illegal here in the states. I would imagine. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get some handguns just to shoot yeah. them off in the sky. Who knows? Tricky truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, tricky truckers. Of course, of course. We're, we're, yeah, we're you know the lighting off the tricky truckers. The interesting thing about um, cigar companies in general is some of them are um, completely vertically integrated. Some of them are partially vertically integrated, and some of them aren't vertically integrated at all. Um, but Perdomo is one of those companies that is one hundred percent vertically integrated. They literally make their own cellophane for cigars. So like. Um, you get to see pretty much every, every part of the process, box making to cellophane making and so forth. So when we're down there with Randy and Jordan, uh, we'll be doing some, um, some, uh, Instagram and, and Facebook stuff to kind of keep you guys, uh, abreast of our little trip. Uh, we'll sort of try to document it a little bit as, as we go and that'll be fun. Um, so, uh, Emmanuel Fernandez said a must stop for you guys in Costa Rica is tobaccos to Costa Rica. Can somebody tell us where that is? Because we do want to go there. Yeah, where is that? What I, city is that in? I want to go there. Yeah. Anyways. There's a Sensei Tobaccos de Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's amazing. All right, Randy. Before we get comma, we, before we get to the commercial oh. break, um, why don't you go ahead and give your very sort of first impression and tell me again what it is? Yes. Yes. So I'm smoking the. Uh, Florida Sun Grown. Uh, actually, something I had to say because you mentioned Florida. Uh, you know, 
for nearly 175 years. I'm not going to read this verbatim. But I'm going to give you guys some cliff notes from from Jeff Borschwitz's um, uh, uh, post on Corona Cigar for this cigar. Um, he talks about how at one point in time, Florida was once the second largest producer of premium tobacco in America, only after Connecticut. And I, th I thought it was really fun because there were thousands of acres grown in Tallahassee and and uh i'm sorry just north of tallahassee in quincy and havana florida i thought that was kind of interesting and yeah. as i read on it turns out that they literally named this uh tobacco growing area havana with uh, with the really bad intentions that they could actually say that this was grown in havana um this is obviously pre-embargo um when you could still get cubans um tobacco in the states but that they could dupe people by saying oh yeah it's it's havana grown tobacco but they meant havana Jeez. florida <laughs> which, which uh, I, I thought it was just kind of perfect Shasters. but um yeah exactly but but they but they do mention that um that there actually is uh, a lot of similarities in the in the growing climate um and obviously the proximity to cuba and that it's actually uh it, it, there is a scenario that it can be an ideal growing region for tobacco so um the fsg that i'm smoking this was the first one this came out in 2016 and uh and, and it was after five to seven years uh, seven years from his test crop, five years from like legitimately uh, thinking that they could make this work. So it took a, quite a while, the better part of a decade uh, from the time that he got the land and, and started this project before he was able to really harvest enough tobacco to go and partner with Drew Estate and have his tobacco incorporated into the cigar. So as, as I said on my live last night, um, I'll just real quickly remind everybody it is a Brazilian wrapper, a Honduran Habano binder, and the fillers are both Nicaraguan and the Florida Sun Grown. Now, uh, just kind of juxtapose now just this past year, um, Drew Estate did their second project with the Florida Sun Grown tobacco grown by Jeff Borschwitz, um, and uh, that is a 20 acre farm. Eric, do you have on hand the, the yeah, recipe bunch so you can, we can figure out what the difference in like the usage of this tobacco? Because my understanding is 20-acre farm is using a greater portion of the Florida sun grown to make that cigar. Yeah, so you're – but the, the, obviously the, one of the big differences is this is a Connecticut shade um, wrapper, gorgeous, uh, caramely-looking Connecticut shade wrapper, Honduran uh, binder, and then your, uh, your fillers are Nicaraguan from Jalapa and Esteli. Plus, of course, the Florida sun-grown Corojo in the filler. And um, so far, I'll, I'll go ahead and start, Randy, and then you can uh, give your first impressions of your pairing. So far, it's a good pairing. This is a really good drink. I think, uh, Jordan, you nailed the Sazerac. Uh, it's got a lot of complexity, the drink does. Um, you d definitely taste the uh, anise flavor a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But you get the sweetness of the simple syrup. And, of course, the nice uh, spiciness in the rye. Uh, it could be maybe described as being a bit much for the Connecticut shade on this. But this is not a, a super mild Connecticut, so um, you, it, it does stand up pretty well. I'm going to see how it uh, transpires. Uh, Jordan, before Randy goes, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this pairing so far? Uh, I'm liking it. I think the only thing I would do differently is i i do normally like it without the cognac better i thought just for this time we'd try try the cognac version but i i think it just gives it a little too much of like this 
not cloying, but close to, you know, a little too syrupy. I, mm, yeah. I prefer just like straightforward boozy uh, Sazerac. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. It is a, it's a little bit ahead of the cigar in terms of intensity, but they're both having these bo- these bright kind of citrusy flavors that work really well off of each other. Uh, the cigar's got like buttery, you know, buttered almonds, kind of hay, uh, citrus rind, and that plays well with the with the lemon in the in the drink as well as um, you know, some of those fennel-y kind of anise rooty flavors as well. Now, Scotty, you've got the actual FSG over there, yes, uh, yes along with this Sazerac. So, what do you think? Completely different experience than what you guys are getting. Uh, this F- FSG is matching the drink actually really well. Getting a lot of that, you know, of course, the same as what you said, that same anise, fennel, those very like licorice type flavors off of it mixed with that lemon. But it's also blending really well with that tangy, the little bit of spicy, earthy woodiness coming from this FSG. This is ramped up a little bit more, so I'm getting a little bit more balance on the pairing itself. And it's going really well, actually. I mean, the FSG itself is not one of my favorite cigars. But it's going really well with the drink right now for me. And honestly, it's like, I'm going to say, I think we've really hit something with the higher proof alcohol in our cocktails. Mm. Like last week and this week, because I'm enjoying the Sazerac actually quite a bit right now. I'm getting a lot of good flavors off of it, of course. But I'm also have a little bit of a sweet tooth, so... That syrupy yeah. sweetness is hitting for me. I might right. never buy Old Forester 80 proof again. <laughs> I know. I think we got to start at 100, What's the 100 point? plus and go from there. I think that's where it gets interesting. All right, Randy, what's your first impression? Now, you have a, what version of the Manhattan do you have? What was it called? So, I, so I'm drinking the Jane Russell. Oh, right. Now. Uh, so just talk real quick about the cigar. I appreciate the, the notes that, uh, that Scott put out there. I, I'm getting a lot of toasted bread, a lot of wood. There's some really strong um, uh, spice bite kind of mm. in the tonsil area, like uh, really finding it quite spicy. It's not ultra complex, um, and I feel like the, uh, the combination of the vermouth and the Benedictine are very, very aromatic, plus the, the, the chocolate bitters. I'm getting so much, almost too much uh, 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 of, of that kind of herbaceous and spice characteristic coming from the drink. It is overpowering the cigar, where, where the, the cigar is definitely like a medium full to full flavored and, and full bodied cigar. Like it's a big cigar, but I feel like it's very monotone. And I think mm. any nuance that it has is completely being overshadowed and kind of blanked out by the, by that spiciness and maybe i put too much of this orange rind in there i've getting a lot of citrus from the drink uh, there's just a lot going on in the drink that i think the the scar's having a hard time mm. kind of you know being showcased here it's it's being more put in the background uh to the flavor of the drink so far for me interesting all right yeah but that actually kind of reminds me of something now that i mention it Ready! I was born in the USA. Oh, hey, Dojo, I didn't see you there. Here we go again. Tonight we wrap up the Made in America segment of Season 5 of your favorite cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey. 
And as always, we would not be able to do what we do without the unrivaled support of our sponsors. So tonight, an extra special thanks to the greatest cigar brand in the world, producing the finest sticks from the home of the finest tobacco at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate. Drew Estate Cigars. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar near you. Our favorite brick and mortar is also one of the best online retailers and is the sponsor of all cigars smoked on Flavor Odyssey. Our great friends at Smoke In. Smoke In consistently strives to offer cigar enthusiasts the best possible buying experience. Smoke In's knowledgeable staff is ready and waiting to aid you in your quest of finding the perfect cigar. So check out any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or find them online at SmokeIn.com. Boom, and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Randy. That's the first time I'm staying on the show. I, I, I went Springsteen. <laughs> no, no, you butchered Springsteen. Let's get that straight, just so everybody. <laughs> that might be a better take on it. Uh, oh, goodness. I thought that'd be fun. Come on, Scott. Loved Lighten it. up. Loved it. Very good. Very good, Randy. Yeah, yeah. No, so, uh, so it, anyhow, it, it, it I'm really excited about the drink. You know, we'll, we'll, we've got a little more time here to k- kind of keep getting into. I'm about a third of the way through the cigar. Um, I'm hoping that it picks up a little bit and mm. can can compete a little bit better with this drink. Again, the, the drink is ultra, ultra intense and complex. So I, I think any cigar might might struggle a little mm. bit against this Jane Russell. Well, if you um, if you had to venture to guess um no. would, if you could repick any cigar in the world or any type of cigar maybe um just off the top of your head do you can you think of one that might have maybe did, yeah, did better you, with it or yeah you, yeah you'd have to go uh i mean esteli maduro with a lot of a lot of spice again it's it's that intensity of, of the spice it's just not letting any of that I'm sure this cigar has more baking spice and pepper characteristics. Like I said, I can feel the pepper, but I don't taste the pepper. So I, I, I just think it's being masked a little bit. So, so you need something pretty intense. And, you know, to go the other way, I, I kind of wish I had gone with my first instinct, which was to think to go to a brown ale or a porter. Uh, I was mm. thinking a beer would go well with this. You know, that right. it's very oily in that aparaca. <laughs> However you say it, uh, Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I I love the like sweet and spiciness that I usually get off of uh, cigars with that wrapper, um, and so I'm I'm sure it's there. It's it's just not coming through. Now, Randy, I think the like the sixty four thousand dollar question, if there was one, um, is I think most people would want to know what is the Florida sun grown tobacco bringing to the party? What, what is it? Is it just, I mean, so often like, you know, there's, there's times when um, companies will come out and they'll say, Oh, we have right, this cra- right. crazy tobacco that we put in, in the cigar. It comes from, um, you know, we buried it in the, in the, in the jungle and, and uh, we had like, you know, deer pee on it or something. And, and you're just like, well, okay, well, what's the point of this? 
like what what is 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 the florida sun-grown tobacco um bringing something to the table that uh makes the cigar better is it just is right. it just along for the ride and it's just filler what what what, what can we expect when you smoke a florida sun-grown well cigar? if I, I may instead of your your fictitious tobacco you, you know one of the <laughs> one, one of my favorites let's do a real uh comparison one of my favorites that i learned from you actually is you have taught me to look for a very specific flavor profile when Peruvian tobacco is used, which mm, you don't see bananas. a lot. But bananas is something that you've always pointed out. And, and I know, um, is that the Avo uh, Caribe that has that? Or the Fogata? One, one of the Avos, I know, was was the mm. one I, I, I remember you first taught me that. No, with. it's the uh, Ritmo. The, yeah, the, the Ritmo. Ritmo. The right. Ritmo. There you go. Thank you. Um, so they use that, that Peruvian, and you get this kind of banana. Um, it, it, I, for me, it's more of a banana chip, kind of that dry banana kind of, kind of depth. Um, but as soon as you said that the first time, that saying out that rang out to me as as a as a truth, and I've found it again since. Um, and so, and so I, that's what you're asking is you know what is there a flavor that I can find to attribute to this? Unfortunately, because this pairing, I I feel is the intensity is wrong. I missed on the intensity, so this cigar is being drowned out. So it's hard for me to really. Uh, distinguish and 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 pick that out. I, I wonder, actually, Scott, since you're smoking the same cigar and you were having a, a better uh, pairing experience than me, w would you like to to rein in on on what you think that it might be bringing to the equation? Well, a lot of this for me is that spice that you're talking about that's hitting on like the back on your tonsils on the back of your throat. I'm catching that as well, but it's also going really nice with the overall flavors and the sweetness. So I'm getting this very, I'm getting a nice mix of like a sweet and spicy, you know, really actually well-balanced drink. Normally, this drink is something that I enjoy a lot. And I usually actually prefer it with a darker, more like Connecticut Broadleaf, things like that, you know, San Andreas cigar. But this is actually surprisingly going really well. Those earthy, woody, I mean, wood is definitely a prominent profile. I'm just past the halfway point, and it's still a very, very woody forward cigar. And it's one of those that it's still balancing well. I think the overall, I guess, the extra sweetness with the cognac in it is actually going really well with this stick. Jordan, I would say, Jordan, with the 20-acre farm, and I'll, I'll be curious to see what you think, um, what I get from the added Florida sun-grown tobacco is like uh, an, a sourdough bread uh, hmm. flavor. Like uh, you get that, um, you know, uh, a real sourdough sort of bread from the grocery store. You can even smell it before you eat it. Um, like that seems to me the flavor that's that it, it must be bringing to the cigar. And I, I can't say that 100% because obviously it's a mix with Nicaraguan tobacco as well but it sort of seems like yeah that's kind of what it's bringing what do I, you think i don't know entirely because i i think corona does have some florida sun-grown puros that you can get um i haven't i haven't oh, really? smoked one so i don't know exactly what the florida sun-grown but trying to compare between the connecticut and the regular fsg you kind of have to just try to find the similarities and as to what that fsg might be bringing it seems to me like it might be sort of a musty note uh touch of saltiness and uh, kind of cuban-esque but on a drier drier than cuban cigars uh cuban tobacco um maybe a little scott might be onto something with a little bit like a 
uh, woodsy kind of a flavor to it. Somewhere around there is what is what I, f- I feel like the FSG boils down to. But right. I'm not sure. So if I could ask all of you guys, I'll, I'll ask all three of you guys, um, do we think that the Florida Sun, I guess this is kind of the crux of my question I, I'm trying to get around to, is, is, is the Florida Sun-grown tobacco bringing something positive to this cigar? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, I've, I've heard that 20-acre farm actually does um, present the flavor a little bit more um, singularly than the FSG does. Um, but if I had just taken a stab at it before Scott had gone, I, I, I did say I had this like toasted bread character that I was getting. I was going to say the bready note just because mm. when, when you think of that Brazilian, when you think of Habana, when you think of Nicaraguan, none of those ring out to me as bringing uh, mm, bready right. to, to, to the table, right? Because those, those tobaccos we know so much better than we know the Florida Sun Grown, right? So... Um, so just knowing what we know of those and what they don't have, and and then you know by by just process of elimination, um, that bready note and what you're saying as as a, as a sourdough note kind of falls right in line. I, I I felt mine's a little bit toastier, but it's a, as you pointed out, you have the lighter wrapper, which could could soften that a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, that 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 would be my note. To, and and just real quick, I know we're gonna go around the room, but I, I looked that up and and. Uh, it's not a puro per se, but they do work with JC Newman to do an all FSG experimental um, where all of the filler is FSG. Mm. They, now they do use other binder and wrapper, um, but this would probably be well, there, a better. There was like an actual pure, like a little purito. Like, oh, really? It, it was just, I don't know if they sell it anymore, but it was all just Florida. Got it. I'd be Got really it. interested to see. Uh, I know Davidoff does a couple, Agnorsa does a couple. Uh, Drew State obviously with, does a couple with with the same tobacco, obviously. Yeah, with Florida Sun Grown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JC Newman does a few. Yeah, but I thought Corona just had like a little, you know, little teensy guy that they kind of just mm. off the table rolled with all Florida Sun Grown. That would be really interesting to see what that's like. What do you think, Scott? Do you think do you think the the, the Florida Sun Grown tobacco brings something positive to the table? Now, I will say I lit the cigar before the show started, so I was able to enjoy a little bit of it before I actually started with the drink pairing. Ah. And I got a lot more of that toasted bread note that was coming alongside the woodiness that was with it. And But once I started with the drink pairing, the toastiness is kind of just getting stomped on. Mm. It's not really there. I'm not really picking that up anymore. Just that woodiness, that spice behind it. That's really what the primary is right now. I'm not saying it adds anything. I mean, especially with the drink, it doesn't really add anything to the cigar itself. But I think that's, I think we're right on the mark with that toasted bread. All right, Joe, yeah. what do you think? Um, well, if anything, it brings, you know, half the fun sometimes is just like the narrative and like, yeah. it's just fun knowing that it's in there. Um, so that, you know, that adds to, adds to the experience, I think. Um, but it's hard to say like, um, that I think this 20 acre farm is a lot better than the original FSG. So maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I, I would assume that we, you know, after now we're in a few harvests in that the tobaccos are starting to get better. Is that making this cigar better or it was just, just a better fit for the tobacco? I, I can't quite tell you, but I, I like that it's in there. It's fun. Yeah, Jordan, uh, I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show when we got going, this was a cigar that neither one of us liked uh, initially. Right. 
And then we some after smoking like 10 of these, Randy, we kind of started to fall in love with this cigar. And now I, I absolutely love the 20 acre farm, which is it's sort of weird to me. Um, I don't know how that happened, if it was just um, that the fact that the, maybe the cigar was aging or if I was just growing accustomed to the flavors or something. But um, it, it did take me a while to to like this cigar. And now I, I can smoke this anytime. It I has really, a fun, tangy note to it. Yeah. I really think it's with the aging because yeah, when be. I smoked the cool. freestyle packs, I it was not a cigar I enjoyed. I didn't care for it. And then I hadn't touched one of those in, oh, shoot, months. And then I was able to have one again over the holidays. And I'm like, wow, okay. I yeah. see what it's going doing now. Okay. You know, and it just, it was one of those. I really feel just some time and letting everything settle really changed and really helped that cigar. Let's, um, uh, Jordan, let's get the polls going. My and, poll's been going. Oh, it has baby. it? Well, I don't like to get mine going early because on Facebook or on YouTube, you can't vote twice. So, um, let's get, I'll get these going. You guys can vote to see who you guys think paired it well. I mean, obviously, both me and Randy, um, our pairings are extremely similar. Uh, but we'll do this anyways, um, just to see how it goes. What are you talking about? You guys got two different cigars. Yeah, I know, but we, uh, the drinks are very, are, are sort of similar. I mean, really. they both have whiskey in them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but let's get to the let's get to some um, audience pairings. I mean, Randy can uh, we'll see what the how the audience did it. Uh, you got a few that we can pull out. Audience pair. Audience pair. No. Audience pair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's better. Okay, that's I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah. All right, uh, Kevin O'Connor. He's doing an FSG in honor of Bobby Burns Day. I'm pairing it with Bobby Burns cocktail. Creamy smoke texture. Spice, oak, citrus, and black coffee. What is a Bobby Burns? Don't Who know. is Bobby Burns? Who's Bobby Burns? <laughs> and what How does this guy get his own day? Doing? Yeah. Wait, could you just could you just put that up and read it one more time? Hey, he's doing uh, Bobby Burns cocktail: creamy, smoke texture, spice, okay. oak, citrus, and black coffee with the FSG. Well, it sounds good. Those are the I think those are the notes he's getting. All right. Uh, we got Mike Hakins. He's doing a Corona All American with a reverse Manhattan, bringing out hard candy and licorice notes in the I, cigar. I sort of think the reverse Manhattan could be really good with this. I mm. do like that. Well, sim- especially I think the regular FSG. Yeah, that that might that, so far that could be the leader in my clubhouse. Um, all right. Okay. All right. We got CK. Was looking forward to this episode. I'm smoking the FSG five by fifty four, which has some unique flavors. Wood, pepper, uh, light leather paired with Johnny Walker, A Song of Fire. Wow. I don't know what that Johnny Randy, Walker is. Randy, he's just going straight up Johnny Walker. Like, you don't hear straight that very up. often. No, Drinking you don't. Walker. <laughs> I like it. Nathan Stewart. Parent FSG with bourbon mocha white Russian, which was Ooh. partially inspired by a recent post of Jordan. I did that on social media, people. Oh, uh, lots of tanginess, yeah. spices, and floral notes in this combo. And uh, the the bourbon white Russian is pretty dope. I, I think though, with the white Russian, that's a tricky one because it's brandy. It's such a palate coat coater, you yeah. know, like with the cream and stuff. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not Ro- saying it's Ro- a bad Robbie's pairing, a, but 
Sure. No, no I, I'm I'm always trying to push a, a cream based cocktail out here, and Robbie <laughs> always shoots them down. And but I, I I'm yeah. super interested in in learning more about white Russians. I've, Bourbon I've mocha white Russian. I say we should so, just call it the white, white American. Oh, I thought it was a white redneck. <laughs> there you go. That, I mean, <laughs> come on. All right, I, like that I love it. I love white it. redneck. That's good. Uh, Bill Powers pairing the FSG with a revolver. Drink is pairing nicely with its orange and oh. coffee notes. Slightly sweet with the coffee. Uh, grind espresso shots, Ooh. bringing out the bread, wood, and spice. Wow, that's I that love that good. revolver. Bill, Bill and I, we're I like the cut of that man's jib. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Me, me and Bill have have a lot of synergies. Revolver is one that I've gone to. Several times I wanted. I don't think I've ever done it on the show, um, but that one has bourbon, coffee liqueur, and orange bitters. Mm. Super simple, just just a coffee liqueur and, and and bourbon with some orange bitters. It sounds just like a perfect little cocktail. I might mix one that, of those up after the show tonight. That does sound really good, actually. Yeah. Um, that, I'm not familiar with that cocktail, but it sounds like it would be a great sounds cigar dope. cigar pairing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jimmy. So Bill is in my Bill is in my top two. Jimmy Burster, pairing Twenty Acre Farm with this is our first Twenty Acre Farm guy uh, with Buffalo Trace kosher rye. The butter note, uh, the buttery toast note from the cigars pairing nice with the brown sugar and fruity notes, like buttery toast with jam. Mm. Oh, I like that. Now uh, Jimmy the, Burster. The 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 Buff Trace kosher. I've always wondered about that. I have not had that. Jordan, have you had? I haven't had it. It's that green label one, right? I have not had. No, I think it's white. I think it's a white label. Okay. Um, What makes it kosher? I don't know. Do they have like a rabbi, like you know, just bless it? Snippets. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It does. Is it like they bring a moil in and like (laughs) snip the foreskin? No, 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 no. We're stopping right there. there. Thank you, Scott. What are we doing? What are we doing? Is that it, Jordan? Well, is that, you got that, any more? That's that's all the ones I had found at the time. What do you think, Randy? What what do you think is the best audience pairing tonight? Well, you know, I, I Bill was was quickly my my number one, but Jimmy Burster, who I've never even seen coming on our show before, I'm gonna go ahead and and at the last second switch my vote to Jimmy Burster. Love love the the description specifically. Uh, can you put that one up one more time, Jordan? Let me just feel feel a little bit better about that. Yeah, it, it it's it's the the buttery toast buttery note toast. and the brown mm. sugar fruity, and then to really drive it home with an analogy that we can all uh, that we can all resonate with with the, with the jam on the buttery toast. Love the description. Thank you for your contribution. Jimmy mm. Bursa gets my yeah, because the the cigar is giving you that buttery toast flavor. Add in the rye spice of the of the the rye. Yeah, that sounds that sounds nice to me. Yeah, oh. that, that actually uh, was a. I think he won us. He might have won us over with just his description. Um, exactly as they do, as they did. But I, I would also <laughs> say Bill's was a good pairing. So was the second one. Uh, uh, was well, who was the second one? Well, right? Mike Hakens was the Hakins. second one with a yeah. uh, reverse Manhattan. So I think that uh, so in my it, my I would go in this order. Um, I'd go Mike Hankins third, um, and then I'd go Bill, and then I'd go. I'm gonna agree with Randy. Let's and, go Jimmy and go Jimmy. 
Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, good job, Jimmy. That's uh, that's an interesting. Uh, I like it. Description. It's a simple pairing, obviously, but so what? You you did a good job of describing it for us. The so. only guy not doing the cigar that the the yeah. show is about. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so are we? So are we? Yeah, who are we to who are we to judge <laughs> what cigar a man pairs with? Right. Come on, Jordan. This is not what we're about. Uh, no, congratulations, Jimmy Burster. Matter of fact. I've done a shit job of sending any, you know, I, I, matter of fact, I think I even got hit up recently by someone saying, oh, I think it was Steve Toth. Steve Toth told me that he's been waiting for, for a Flavor Odyssey winning, Uh-oh. so I'm going to be doing some shipping tomorrow anyways. Let's go ahead and, and Jimmy Burster. You got to contact uh, Randy. Our, you have to go to dojoverse.com. Make sure you have an account on there, and then go look for Craft Savvy Randy, all one word. Send me your your uh, personal address, and before the end of ne- this quarter, I will send you out a Flavor <laughs> oh, Odyssey uh, challenge coin and some goodies from uh, from my my uh, my cave here. Uh, love, love the, the, uh, contribution. Thank you for that. James. And if you believe that I've got some oceanfront <laughs> property in Arizona that I'd love to sell you. If you believe. All right. Before, before we do the final, uh, the, let's let the audience do the final vote. But before we do that, yep. let's do a final, uh, rundown and I'll start with, I'll go Scott Jordan. I'll do myself and then we'll let Randy finish. Um, Scott, what's your final thought on this pairing? Final thoughts. I'm actually, I'm really enjoyed the pairing. It actually, they paired very well. Uh, they were very well balanced with the drink, the sweetness. Really, I mean, though it knocked down some of that toasty breadiness notes that we were talking about, the woodiness and the spice balanced with the sweetness really well. Uh, overall, I'm going to give the pairing a thumbs up. All right. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? Um, I am digging the pairing. Um, the cigar is definitely leading the pack here. Uh, I could, I could even just do the cigar. It's, it's good enough on its own. Um, really, it, it has a nice bitterness to it. It's like the mid palate. Mm. Uh, and you know, sometimes it's hard for a cigar to pull off the bitterness in just the right way. And this one does, um, butter awesome. toast, buttery, like, saltine crackers kind of thing but mainly it has this uh citrus kind of note that really gets amplified by the drink uh with the lemon in the in the sazerac just amplifies that lemon note in the cigar and it just makes for a real nice pairing i love it yeah i'm i'm gonna agree with um with jordan and scott this is a really good pairing the drink is uh if we remind you it's the sazerac the like the oldest cocktail in the world um the in in my opinion this cigar is very close to a buttered toasted english muffin because you have mm. this sort of the sourdough kind of flavor from the florida sun-grown tobacco but you have the the toasted note and then you have sort of the butter from the connecticut wrapper mixing in um this is a great cigar and the i i, I sort of feel like this could be paired with a lot of different things randy um but this particular drink pairs very well with it um so we, we picked something that worked well but what a great cigar. It's a fun cigar. I do believe that the Florida sun-grown tobacco does add a positive note to the smoking experience. And that positive note is that sourdough note. For me, personally, that's what I, I think is the is the uh, hook, if you will. Um, so I'm going to give this a thumbs up, Jordan. Um, 
And I, I, it's it's a pretty enthusiastic thumbs up. It's not like crazy like some of the pairings we've had in the past, Randy. But it's a. It's I a, think if we just took out that cognac, yeah, that could might be. send it over. Yeah, it might send it over. What do you think, Randy? What's your final thought on your pairing? <sighs> yeah, you know, I'm 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 jealous of all your guys' experience. To be perfectly honest, I think um, the sweetness maybe is uh, you know you know Scott really latched onto that. I think that's what my cocktail's missing. I think mine's uh, uh, way more. Um, of the of the herbaceous you know the benedictine and, and vermouth is kind of driving a lot of the flavor um obviously you've, you've got some some nice notes from the rye but the intensity of the cocktail is far too much for this cigar to stand mm. up to uh i think the cigar has some good flavors but it's it's just being run run over by this cocktail i wouldn't recommend this cocktail you know you asked earlier what what cigar might do better I don't think I'd ever recommend this cocktail with a cigar again. Really? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just too much. It's 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 very very distinctly sharp and 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 got all the these uh, wild herbs and everything going on. And I I, I don't know what could really hold, stand up next to it very well. So unfortunately, it's a thumbs down for me. Uh, I missed on intensity, and we talk about that all the time on the show. Yeah. The first thing you have to do is have some level of equal intensity for you to be able to find any harmonies or, or, or flavor hooks uh, between the two elements. So um, this was a, a failed pairing for me, but you know, now, now I know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about trying FSG again with, like I said, I think a, a brown ale or a, or a porter or, or some multi malt forward, even an amber ale, uh, a malt forward beer, I think would do really well with this cigar. Um, so, uh, so that's unfortunately where I, I land on this one. Well, that may be, Randy, but I think you cracked the code on winning. Uh, Jordan, uh, go ahead and show the results. Well, they go a little something like this. Not what you'd expect, but Randy does take Randy it. Randy takes the win with a 53% now, to 47%. It should be noted that Sensei did kill it on Facebook. Yeah, and Randy, Randy killed it on YouTube. Yeah, that's I, weird how that always goes that way. Somebody kills. I was gonna say that seems like a theme. That seems like Randy a theme. on on YouTube, on YouTube. You literally destroyed me. Like I bear. I, it was like eighty to twenty essentially, or something. And then uh, some like of that. the commenters were like, "It looks like we all voted a little too soon after Randy <laughs> yeah. just described that, his comparing." <laughs> that's okay though, because what yeah. the, what the yeah. audience what the audience is, is trying to perceive is. How Randy has d- described yeah, that. they're trying to imagine the drink for themselves, not right. necessarily how no, you no. enjoyed it, but exactly. like if I was doing that co- yeah. that combination. So yeah, good yeah, job, Randy. And, and, I, and I probably will reintroduce this cocktail just to see if I can find something that stands up mm-hmm. to it. The cocktail is very, very interesting and, and, and fun cocktail. I like the cocktail. I like the cigar. Just They just didn't match. You know, uh, Randy, I, time, I sort of think, and, 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 and I'm just going to throw this out there and see what you think about this, but... Um, I almost feel like a, a real syrupy Habano or Corojo. I think mm. of like a Reviver, uh, our, our sure. Reviver from Agonorsa Leaf. I sort of feel like that might go well with what you have uh, I, with a drink. I, I, love, I love that. You asked me what I thought, and I was thinking, I was just thinking, what's the boldest, strongest flavor that could stand up to it? But to your point, it's, it's really about matching that intensity. And I. And I think, you know, going back to some of the comments that, that Scott had was, you know, it felt like he kind of leaned on the sweetness of your guys's drink being a central kind of point to hold it all together. And to your point, instead of adding that sweetness to the drink, if you could get that sweetness mm. from the cigar, right. 
then then you get that overall flavor enhancement that I'm missing somehow. Um, so I, I love that idea that it doesn't have to come from the beverage. You could add the sweetness to the cigar, and maybe that is that kind of bridge to get you past that intensity difference. Right. So, Randy, what do we have coming up on Flavor Odyssey uh, next week? Do we know? Is it, It's a wild card, right? We're we do. Born in it the is USA a wild is card. Over, right? so, so, so this was it. This is the last themed show of Season 5. Um, super excited. We've already been meeting and, and planning out season six. So I, I'm going to run through and you guys don't have to memorize this right now. We'll, we'll keep you abreast as we go. So, but I'm going to run you through the next several weeks cause we do have some, um, some weeks planned out as we kind of bridge through our Nicaraguan trip next month to Perdomo and into, uh, season six as Robbie and I talked about it. You know, he's been doing a bunch of travel for his new job. We're doing the Nicaragua trip. We really don't like to break up the segments if we can avoid it. And so we're, we're going to change the order of things a little bit, just to give you guys a little bit more of consistency once we get back in the, in the saddle. So, uh, so next week on February 1st, we will be doing a wild card more to come on that. It'll be, it'll be a fun one. We'll, we'll kind of go back through, uh, some of the stuff that, that we enjoyed from this season, but not too much because the following week on February 8th, we'll be doing a, a season finale. Now that one, I encourage everybody that likes to follow this show and has followed along all season to go back, go to um, go to the Cigar Dojo Flavor Odyssey schedule page. You can see all the pairings that we did. What we're going to be doing for the season finale is each one of us is going to be doing pulling back some of our favorite picks. But for Robbie and I, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to choose my favorite pairing from season five, and I'm and Robbie's going to do that pairing. And vice versa. So we mm, all paired like different that. things, right? You know, we all brought different cigars for the same drink or different drinks for the same cigar. And so we all had a little bit different experience of season five. So I'm going to assign him my favorite so he can experience that. And he's going to assign me his favorite. Mm. So And, and we'll kind of talk back through um, what our what our interpretations of uh, the other's favorite was for for the season. I, I, I welcome Eric and Jordan, you guys, to do the same. I know you guys primarily do the same uh drinks but um but we're gonna be bringing back our our favorites from this season for the finale then we're gonna go from the season finale into a, another wild card for february 15th because we have no show on the 22nd it's gonna be a travel day for us coming back from nicaragua uh so february 22nd we will be taking that show off coming back march 1st ladies and gentlemen season premiere Season six. Ooh. We've got some fun stuff. I think you guys season six. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think everyone's gonna really enjoy that. You know, I, I and I'll, and I'll just I'll just say right now we're gonna be focusing on uh, and and th- let me just prepare you guys now. If you haven't got your hands on some of the top uh, cigar of the year selections. You might want to take the time over the next month to go and, and hunt some of those bad boys down. We will be smoking through on the first segment of season six, the cigar of the year um, sampler pack from Smoke In. Uh, so those five cigars that uh, uh, see, I have it right here. You know what? Let me just go ahead and uh, and jump off the screen. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, so, so so Eric, you know what cigars they are, right? This eight ninety nine. It's yeah. the Dorado, it's the Cerberus, it's the, what are the other two? Double Broadleaf. The Double Broadleaf by Alec and Bradley, or Alec Bradley. Yeah. And, and the fifth? 
is something. Is it was it was it West, West Tampa? Was that no? The West Tampa. No. That's it. No, that it. that's not it. I think it is. No. So, <laughs> so check out, <laughs> check out, uh, smoke in. I can. We I, are uh, killing it tonight. Yeah. We are. I'll tell on you guys. Point. <laughs> tell you guys right right now they're, they're out of stock but they should be able to get those back in stock this month so look out for for the the five cigars in the si uh cigar dojo cigar of the year pack that is going to be the first segment of season six starting march 1st oh it's so a knuckle, knuckle couple... sandwich oh right knuckle the, sandwich ah you're right you're right yeah, it's a knuckle is. sandwich by espinosa collaborated with guy uh, fieri. fieri um and so we're going to be doing a couple wild cars. We're going to be doing a season finale. We're going to be doing a season premiere. Then we're going to get right into the cigar of the year. We want to smoke those cigars again. Talk yeah. about, you know, some, some of the flavor components that, that drove those to the voting of the cigar dojo team to, to drive those to the top 10 of our favorite cigars that came out in 2022. Uh, so hopefully you guys are going to enjoy smoking back through those again with us uh, as, as we get into season six, but we're super excited about some of the, uh, some of the tweaks and twists we have uh, coming to the show uh, for the, for this next season. And we hope you guys join us as always. How about uh, this Friday, Eric, what are you guys doing on smoke night live? Ah, so two days from tonight, um, that's Friday night, this, this Friday, um, Scotty Bray Band of Trinity Cigar Lounge, Woo-hoo! which is the greatest mobile lounge um, in the world, east east of east of the Milky Way, Saturn, uh, east Milky of Way, Saturn, <laughs> east All of right. the Milky Way, that's good, Jordan, east it. of I'll the Milky it. Way, any compliment, uh, we will also have Abe DeBabna from Smoke In, and we will also have Nick Labretti from JR Cigars, and here's what we're going to be talking about, do you guys ever wonder... Do you ever wonder how a cigar makes it into a lounge? Like, there's only there's a limited amount of shelf space in a cigar lounge. Um, how does a, a new brand make it in? How do these guys make their decisions as to what cigars they can bring in? Scotty, uh, with a, a mobile lounge, is ex- he's has an extremely limited menu, whereas Abe has a pretty big menu, and then JR Cigars has a huge menu. How, how does the cigar make it into there? And then once they make it into there, how do they decide uh, where those cigars might go on their shelves? Like who gets uh, premium shelf space, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, that kind of stuff. Like we're going to we're going to delve into. Should these... they even be putting Pepsi and Coca-Cola on their on a cigar lounge shelf? Like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> traditionally you just put cigars on the shelf. Oh. Jordan, stop it. Anyways, we're going to be delving into this basically the state of the union for cigar retailing. What does the future hold, Randy, for cigar retailing? What will we see in the next five years in cigar retailing? We've seen some big changes in the last 10 years. What might the next 10 years bring? So we're going to be talking about all of those um, topics on Smoke Night Live this Friday with Abe DeBabna, Nick Labretti, and Scotty Braban. Well, that's freaking awesome. Those are for some of my favorite retailers. And as you pointed out, they, they all kind of operate different levels of the industry so it'd be really interesting to hear their takes yeah. on 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 what's what's making that final cut what the criteria is and uh i've and like maybe, randy uh, right randy i'm sorry to interrupt you but no, haven't you ever wondered this question like oh my god what 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 is is it the buzz about the cigar that brings mm-hmm. the cigar in or is it the the retailer that creates the buzz you know Ooh. like which came first the chicken, chicken. or the egg like those I I, I've always wondered, like you know, how do these companies handle that? So we're gonna really delve deep into that kind of stuff. So sorry, Randy, I, lo- go ahead. I love that. No, I love that as a consumer. I'm hoping to to learn a couple things and it might actually shape my criteria of how I spend my 
consumer dollars on cigars. Right. You know, it's uh, I know we've we've aimed towards. Uh, I've talked a ton. I'm one of my favorite uh, segments that you guys do is the first impressions. There's been so many cigars that I've found because of the first impression show, and when one of you guys just light up about a cigar uh, in in the first quarter, you know, I'm I'm buying it, and uh, often it does end up on our cigar of the year list. You know, I think that was the case uh, last year when uh, the pledge won. That was a cigar that I had never heard of until Jordan smoked it on uh, on the the first impressions, and, and so he went crazy. I, I, and exact exactly, yeah. It it be I, I gotta I gotta ask you right here right now, please, sir. I would love to hear as as we're gonna be going into the cigar of the year segment shortly thereafter. I would love for you to ask those three retailers how they view the cigar of the year lists right. affect their buying yeah. the buying habits of their customers and do they right. cater to that and uh I, I i love that conversation i'll be tuned in for sure no that's a great question randy we will def that we will definitely ask that one as well so yeah thank awesome. you for that awesome well thank you everybody for joining in another wednesday night on flavor odyssey and since robbie's not here i'll go ahead and say be safe be healthy take care of each other it doesn't cost you anything we'll see you next week as the Fla flavor odyssey continues <laughs> there you go Honest Steve here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. Whether you're coming down live or we're gonna be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy it from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness.